Welcome back to Superman and Lois TV Talk. This is our episode for the Season 1, Episode 3, The Perks of Not Being a Wallflower. My name is Frank. And my name is Robin. And our our buddy Derek Russell is... Uh, Derek is missing, much like the Derek from this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's strange state. This episode, he had posters with his name on it. He's definitely missing. So. Yeah, weird. Uh, no, just kidding. He's on assignment. He's working on a on an investigative journalism story, even though we don't have the resources for that kind of thing here at the Smallville Gazette. But he insisted, so we had to let him go. Right, yeah. right. But he'll be uh, there's something about a mine. I have no idea. The Karachi Caves. I don't I really no understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, says, he says a lot of things. But anyway, <laughs> just, me and, just me and Robin this week uh, here to recap the perks of not being a wallflower and getting right into it we have some news like we have Woo-hoo. some some breaking news um <laughs> that that impacts everyone listening to the show and that is that uh superman and lois going on, hi- on hiatus at the end of march already already, already. so disappointing <laughs> just a few weeks in and they're they're already hitting pause mm-hmm. uh but it's a result of covid a result of um, there, there being, uh, some cases, uh, on, on set, I believe. Um, and so having to, to shut things down, uh, for the time being, Supergirl will be coming in at the end of March and taking, Ooh. taking Superman Lois's, uh, slot for eight weeks. So, um, little, little cross plug for Supergirl TV talk, if that's your thing. Uh, that's right. If you want Frank in your ears for the next few months, just subscribe to both these feeds and uh, be switching off whenever, whenever one show's not on, the other one is. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Super Bowl will be starting its sixth and final season uh, on March 30th. And uh, Mm -hmm. and and then it'll take its own break in May when Superman and Lois will return. So. um, So, yeah, I'll be I'll be around uh, either way. Uh, I'll be around. I'll always be around. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but but there is good news. Um, as much as we're going to be bummed when this show goes on hiatus temporarily, uh, there is good news that Deadline is is reporting that we uh, the 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 season is off to a really strong start. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, we we got the uh, the second season right off the bat, but then we get these numbers that, uh, according to Nielsen, the the pilot was the uh, most streamed series premiere in the network's history. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It, you know, it makes sense. They're really pushing the CW app really hard. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, especially with like the extended cuts being on there and everything, which they're making it sound like the extended cuts are only available on the CW app, but they are coming through on like Apple TV and stuff too, right? Like if that's, if you have a season pass uh, to purchase the episodes, as far as we can tell, it seems like you're getting the yeah. cuts there too, but they are they're marketing it really well um, for mm. for the app, and so it makes sense that it's the most streamed because they're they're pushing it hard. I think they've they've figured out that this audience is going to watch it delayed. Um, I mean, it's Superman. It's uh, Superman, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. the most recognized symbol. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, next to the cross. That's what they say. <laughs> in That's the what world. they yeah. say that the two most recognizable symbols in the world are <laughs> the Christian cross and the Superman S. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it is it is confusing though. I mean, they keep saying extended editions on the CW app. They don't mention uh, any other ways right. of uh, getting it. So uh, I was at first 
kind of angry because I'm like, hey, I bought a season pass. What are you talking about? I did this so I could avoid those CW app ads. Sure. But it does seem like we're still we're getting them. We're getting extended editions. Yeah. I guess, you know, putting on my advertising hat for a second, uh, putting on the day job hat, I guess it mm-hmm. makes sense because like they get to keep a bigger cut of the ad revenue than they do of the of the sales, uh, perhaps, uh, because they have to they have to give 30 percent to Apple or 30 percent to Amazon or whatever for each of those downloads, but maybe they get yeah. a bigger cut from the advertising. So it's, it's worthwhile for them to be like, stream it, stream it on our app where we give you ads. <laughs> um, yeah. And keep it in their, in their little, uh, in their ecosystem. But yeah, it right. is, it is a really, it is a really um, promising start to the season that, that it has had such huge numbers for the premiere. Um, and then, uh, uh the fact that we're already season two is already greenlit and all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's things are, things are coming up. Things are coming up. Smallville. Um, yeah, <laughs> they really are. Yeah. So tell me about, tell me about um, a, a certain comic book uh, reader who agrees with you. What's, what's the Superman and Lois theory? Uh, well, I did mention in, I believe either our pilot episode or the heritage episode, my theory about well, actually, it wasn't a heritage episode because Clark took Jordan to the fortress, had him tested without his brother around. And according to holograms or grandpappy, uh, whatever you want to call him this week, um, <laughs> <laughs> I still love holograms. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and actually, it's funny because I, I, I've started to uh, be on Instagram more often and i've just been calling it instagrams yeah i mean it's a whole thing i would argue <laughs> you are the instagrams <laughs> on instagram uh, it's it, <laughs> it's not the age it's the what is it <laughs> how you use it okay. no, uh, <laughs> it's an indiana jones quote wrong wrong franchise Okay, so uh, comic book reader, uh, a comic book website actually put out an article that uh, said that there's a big Superman and Lois theory that that the twins are only powerful when they're around each other. And I I was just like, well, I'm not sure if they're listeners, but I guess I'm kind of glad the theory's out there and they agree with me. Uh, Not that I'm thinking that I can come up with something that nobody else has ever thought of, but it was kind of cool to see that. Oh, no, there. you don't give yourself enough credit. You are definitely the first person to ever think of this. <laughs> and we should we should sure. claim it right here, right now on this podcast. Okay, that is our theory. Or my I'm, theory. I'm making a line in the sand <laughs> right here and now. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't realize that you were going to use that at to make a line in the sand but uh <laughs> this is the hill i'm willing to die on <laughs> wow <laughs> it's, been, it's been a weird year i just got, my priorities are out of whack <laughs> uh and uh yeah there's one final thing in our little news uh segment it was not really news uh betsy of course plays lois uh, was on twitter uh on the night when you know they're all live tweeting and uh, just want to let everybody know that, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, I'm, I've been live tweeting uh, Superman and Lois uh, when it airs on the East Coast. Unfortunately, none of us are really on the West Coast to, uh, to help out with that. But uh, anyway, 
that night, uh, Bitsy actually put out a poll. She wanted to know what the uh, Superman and Lois fandom name is. She said that, you know, her last big show that she was on was Grimm. And so her the fandom for that was the Grimms, the Grimsters. And so she put out a poll. <laughs> she put out a poll that the choices were Superfam, Kentonians, Kryptonites, and Kryptonians. Uh, and she even, she, I, I was kind of in, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, Kryptonians, that seems like a Krypton yeah. fan. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, I, I don't know, crypto knights, knights implying what? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Dark knights. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nah, let's stay away from that. Uh, and then she kind of short circuited the, uh, the choice of Kentonians. Cause she's like, remember Lois kept her maiden name. <laughs> so if you're a Kentonian, I don't know if that kind of applies to all of us. Um, I still think of them as the Kent family, whatever. Um, more like the Kent lane family, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it came down to poll one, uh, the listener, the, her followers picked super fam. So, I'm assuming that's what we're we're going for. Uh, I think so. I guess we we are part of the super fam. You know, and the the funny thing too is she's been using hashtag super fam for months. Like she's been talking about the crew <laughs> and calling them her super fam. Yeah. So, so she's she's clearly got a sweet spot or a, a, a soft spot in her heart for that name. And uh, I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that she yeah. uh, that she's sticking with it. So. Yeah, the the poll the poll bears it out. By the way, I'm putting links to everything Robin just mentioned, uh, all, all the stuff about the hiatus, all the stuff about uh, this this you know Wonder Twins theory, uh, and and a link to Bitsy's poll. I'm putting it all in the show notes for this episode, so you can check it all out. Cool at uh, SupermanTVTalk.com uh, or in your podcast app if your if your app shows the show notes. All right. Well, uh, we without further ado, we should get into the episode with so much to talk about. Uh, the perks of not being a wallflower, uh, of course, that is a, uh, that's, a, that's a, what, uh, oh, I can't say homage, but <laughs> there, there <laughs> is a, a there's a young, yeah, it's a reference to a, a teen romance movie that I haven't seen called the perks of being a wallflower. And I guess it has, uh, uh, the DCEU's flash is one of the stars of it. Ezra Miller, yeah, Ezra Miller and uh, Emma Watson in that one. Ah, okay. Yeah, I never saw it. Me neither. Uh, it's it's directed by uh, the 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 episode rather, not the movie. Uh, is directed by Gregory Brown, who was actually one of the stars of Everwood. I don't know if anybody watched Everwood on the WB, but <laughs> I never did. But he ends up being a a, a a director afterwards. He he's directed episodes of Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl, and most importantly, part five of crisis on infinite earth was directed by Gregory Brown. And uh, what is the famous quote from the end of that one, Frank boys, <laughs> boys. <laughs> so uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and also it's written by uh, Brent, Fle- uh, Brent Fletcher, who directed episodes of angel lost ages of shield Spartacus and Friday Night Lights. So, mm, are you getting it yet? Maybe, maybe helped out a little bit with the uh, the whole football plot. I, I so, think that's a that's a definite possibility. Okay, so why don't we talk about the A plot? Which we, you know, 
the the most the, the one that's taking up the most uh yeah. most air in this episode it is uh the whole discussion of clark and his abilities and you know juxtaposed with uh the boys and uh boys the football sorry the boys <laughs> so i i thought it was cool that this episode kind of starts with a great kent family moment the the paint fight <laughs> i love that moment that was so much fun that was just such uh, like I, I, we, we need more of that, don't we? Like in a time like this, when things are like so bleak, I just needed like, uh, some sort of pure, clean family fun. Like them just fooling around and like they love each other and they, they're just mm-hmm. like a, a really sweet family unit. And it was, it was cute to see. I like when uh Jordan gets in on it by going after Clark, and then uh Clark does this thing. He, he, he you know, Clark is a trained fighter, so uh. <laughs> He he grabs Jordan and kind of holds him by his wrists from behind. And I was thinking, oh, he must have used that move on uh, Metallo. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. He knows how to neutralize somebody, right? He's like, listen, <laughs> right. Go, right yeah. the, go right for the pressure points. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it was such a fun, such a fun moment. And and then mm-hmm. the second that he hears the, uh, he hears that there's trouble in China, off he goes. He doesn't bother to hide it from the kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, big uh, a little trouble in big China. Uh, hey, oh, uh, yeah, and it's interesting because um, right here is where I was. I, I kind of came to I don't know, like a like a breaking point, or I don't know, like a moment where I was like that bridge came to a breaking know, point. <laughs> I was where I started thinking: Is he just listening all the time? Is he tuned into some sort of band in his super hearing? Uh, it's, and it's the emergency band radio. He's just got that going. <laughs> I thought it was cool that uh, you know they end up addressing it later. You know, yeah, and it's a different, it's sort of a different explanation. I think we've than we've heard of, of of super hearing before. Like it's it's been done before that like he can hear so many things and he needs to learn how to focus it. Like that's that's been yeah. done before. But but the idea that he could hear everything like in the world at once essentially and that he needs to you know he's able to focus in on on where he's needed most or where the fluctuations are the most i think is how they put it um that's interesting that he could hear every theoretically hear everything all the time um that's a more powerful super hearing than i'm used to i think (laughs) yeah uh at one you know on one hand i'm like oh that's that sounds super convenient you know no pun intended yeah the pun is totally intended um but then again, gosh, imagine how mad you would go. <laughs> I know. Imagine how much more important it is to have that control and be able to tune things out. Which he said it took him years of practice in the fortress to, to tune it out. Yeah. I like that idea. I like the idea that, you know, he is up at probably the quietest place on earth <laughs> to, to, to calm that down. Um, yeah. yeah. Years, years in the fortress. Interesting. Another detail I liked is that when he got to China and the he saves the guy from the bridge, he still got paint on his hands. Like I love that they tied that together and like he's looking, he's like, oh no, I got paint on the bridge. Um, I just I love that little that little moment, and even like the little laugh that he shares with the guy he saves. Like it's just like a it's a joyful like start to an episode, right? Exactly. Yeah. The I I, I love these Superman moments. You know the, the friendliness toward the common man, and we, you know, and, and the score that's playing underneath is, yeah. is so like triumphant. Like, um, and, and also uh, I've noticed here we are in China. Like it's it's international. This show, like he just shoots off to wherever. It, 
have we had a metropolis save yet i don't think so <laughs> that's a good point i don't think we have yet um yeah. i don't think we have yet it's true we definitely do see superman like jetting around the world f to make saves in, in other in other media but you don't see it a ton in like you don't see it a ton in tv and movies frankly um right. oftentimes it's we're very focused on like whatever the you know the uh freak of the week is or the the baddie <laughs> of the of the season um and we're not so not seeing him do little saves you know all over the country or all over the world and that's some of my favorite stuff that's some of my <laughs> like, like like you said like his just sort of friendliness towards the common man like yeah his getting to interact with the common man depends on like going around the world and, and going around the country and going to all different places and it's cool to see this like they're, they're making a point to keep those moments in here yeah it's funny that you know the the world may look up to him uh as a god <laughs> like in the snyder movies but then again he's got this whole friendly front to him that whenever you run into him he's just like he's a cool dude he's he's yeah. super nice <laughs> yeah i mean he is like a man of the people in the truest sense yeah uh, some fun facts about this scene that I, I, I looked up. Uh, this is the Ping Tang Bridge. This is the second tallest bridge in the world. And it actually opened recently. It was uh, opened uh, December of uh, 2019. So, um, and, and yeah, it's the second tallest bridge. There's one in France that's uh, just like oh. 49 feet taller. Um, the fisherman, uh, Frank, I thought you might be interested. This is guys played by, uh, C Douglas Kwan, who played Mr. Lee in the Midvale episode of Supergirl. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. So, I love that. Not, not the only person. It could be Mr. Lee on vacation. Could be, <laughs> could be not the only person in this episode who has appeared in another CW, uh, another CW show. We'll talk about that. Um, right. Let's, let's talk about this whole runner uh through the episode of the twins in football because okay I, I love the way that they the way they approach this thing where like jordan's still trying to hang out with sarah he's trying to see if he's got a shot with sarah but like sean is in the picture and 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 sean's giving him a hard time and so what does he do he joins the football team so that he can like just pulverize sean like in, in his own <laughs> like i love where you know he, sean and his buddy are like stay in your lane which like Lane? Yeah. Um Lane? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Uh but yeah. talking but, about my mom? Yeah, come on. Uh but then <laughs> but then like when they're at football practice and 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 Jordan's like this is my lane now. <laughs> so so cool. Oh, I, I, I mean, of course you're you're trepidatious cuz this is this can't go can't go right. Somebody's going to get hurt. Um and I am also worried about, you know, Jordan, uh, you know, power corrupting with Jordan, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, he uh, has that moment where he's put, backed up against the locker and his, his, his eyes go red for a second. He's, he's like, he's it looks like he's sort of trying to hold it back or he's sort of like in this weird trance state where he's like between, between yeah, that was activating weird. the powers and not, I, I kind of took that as that's how he's like, that's him like trying to hold it back, but, but hold he, it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the way that Clark really is listening all the time and really is hearing everybody and he just comes in and does the dorky dad thing to like, to a genius degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, fellow kids. <laughs> yes, it was. It was so Buscemi. Oh, it was so great. 
Mm-hmm. So now we've got we've got they called Heat Vision Heat Vision. They called Superhearing Superhearing. Yes, I, I I'm so happy because uh, I was worried like we're gonna constantly talk about like ocular discharge, <laughs> and then and then uh, I don't know that then Nanny starts saying this whole thing about fluctuations taking place in the collective sound frequency, and uh, but immediately after is talking about super hearing i know so. i actually kind of like that though where he the first time we talk about a power he kind of gives the scientific name for it or something you know it's almost like it's yeah. almost like he's like oh yes dr hamilton told me it was called this but i call it this yeah yes he said <laughs> ocular discharge but heat vision sounds better right well you know i i i expect that he learned uh everything about his powers from jorel to begin with and jorel's a scientist so jorel probably used a lot of big words that's true <laughs> That's true. He's probably like, you know, the the holograms is probably like, son, you will have ocular discharge from your pupils. And he's like, yeah, you mean you mean the heat vision? Yeah, I already had that at high school. Yeah, yeah that was that was awkward yeah. when I burned down the gym. But, you know, thanks. Thanks for telling me now. Um, So. I did just I did look up uh, Sean's uh, crew on IMDb <laughs> and I, just so you know, it, the kid that was pushing uh, Jordan around is named Timmy and the guy that's in the sling, I, I'm assuming from the, what happened in the pilot, that kid's name is tag tag. So, <laughs> tag. so I guess, hold on to that. I don't know. <laughs> or not. Timmy and tag tag and Timmy, <laughs> the tag team. I don't tag know. Team. Yeah. Back again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess Shortstack is officially going to be Jordan's name now because that that seems to be sticking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sean, I think used it. I think so. And, yeah, more than yeah. once. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's going to stick. <laughs> um, but but I, I do like these moments we get where Clark and Lois like check in with each other and like she mm-hmm. was talking to him about the. The super hearing, like, hey, you know, you remember how I reacted when I found out you were listening all the time? And uh, oh my gosh, yeah. did you see the look on her face? Like, that was not a good time no, for them. <laughs> no, that, that was a rocky period for them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, he he said something about having to woo her for like two weeks, and it was really only because she was in love with him that she decided to take him back. Um. But, so, sounds yeah. like a real close call there. Like if they weren't, mm-hmm. if it had happened maybe earlier in the relationship that she'd figured that out, maybe, maybe they wouldn't have made it. But, but because, mm-hmm. because they were already, you know, she, she loved him so much already. It was like, all right, I forgive you, but you got to stop. And he did. And then he made the same promise to the, to the boys. And I don't mean to be gushy, but boy, I am loving these two, uh, their relationship. And even just the fact that they, still have these romantic feelings towards each other uh two years or 14 years who knows yeah <laughs> after they first years. started yeah <laughs> yeah it's true uh yeah so every every scene with them alone you know and i keep i mean twice in this episode it was up up and away time uh <laughs> They, right. they, they are always relaxing with a little bit of red wine i love that <laughs> i love i love I'm, I'm sipping some red wine right now in their honor and I, I love that. Well, that they do that. It's obviously a setup. So uh, Clark is going to get dosed with red kryptonite and he won't know it. So mm, I like that theory. I'd like to. Uh-huh. That's that's hmm, hmm, 
Red K yeah. juice. Interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else happened. What about that diner this? scene? Oh, uh, the diner scene, the one where Victoria Mays. Yeah, what is the deal with that name? I, I I wasn't sure if that was a reference to something or it feels like it's significant, but maybe that's just us like over analyzing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a listener. I just don't can know. It, it is. It. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like a like you would just call your diner like you know Ron's Diner or yeah, something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Victoria Mays. Victoria May. Mm-hmm. I don't know Victoria Lodge. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, the and that's Veronica Lodge. Never mind. I am an idiot. Um, the uh, oh, yes, the 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 fact that Jordan Jordan not only does he lie to Clark, but he tries to give it like throw it to Jonathan. Like, oh, he had a great day of practice today, huh? <laughs> and just like completely cover up the fact that he's joining the team, mm-hmm. um, and using his powers to fight back at the, the guys who were bullying him uh essentially um it's such an interesting reversal of like the smallville problem where it's like dad i want to join the football team and he's like no because you might hurt somebody um he's like, but i mm-hmm. won't use my powers at all i was like nope nope you never know you might still use them and on this show it's like i'm, I'm gonna slept. secretly join the uh secretly join the team <laughs> and intentionally use my powers to like show <laughs> the guys who are giving me a hard time show them who's boss mm-hmm uh, and go like go to their arena literally and and like terrorize them in like their comfortable place uh wow like what a what a reversal of that dynamic <laughs> well jordan definitely uh knows how to uh play his dad's words against himself i mean because he then used the whole thing where clark is uh listening in and you know he he didn't mean it and uh uh and then like like he said he didn't mention that he was listening in on them but it was kind of like a certain point of view kind of argument like well i i didn't mention it but yes i (laughs) yeah that's a great so now so now jordan is joining the football team and didn't mention it to his father and it's like well you did the same thing what you know <laughs> yeah what's, um, what's good enough for you is good enough for me right like you're mm-hmm. you're if you can do it why can't i do it i've got i've got your powers and i'm gonna i'm gonna obfuscate the truth the same way you do here mm-hmm. you go yeah that that whole moment where he freaks out on uh clark i that was a moment where i was like oh jordan's pushing my buttons a little bit but i have to you know it took you know a moment and of course Lois coming out to Clark and being like he doesn't mean all of that what he said you know <laughs> I mean he was just like everything you do is a mistake you got fired you moved us here why don't you not come around here anymore like you yeah I like that. better when you weren't around like yikes <laughs> and uh oh god Clark right there just go upstairs sends him to his room immediately <laughs> right now <laughs> just and like- Jonathan like I'm with you guys. I know what is so funny. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely on your side. He's like, yeah, you, you too. You're going to your room too. Uh, oh, uh, another fun Jordan thing is he, he, he calls out, uh, Morrissey. <laughs> this episode, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, I know. 
but it's i mean he is a xenophobic husband <laughs> i agree with jordan <laughs> it's he's not wrong he's not yeah. wrong yeah yeah love some early smiths do not like anything he said in the past i don't know 20 yeah. years maybe <laughs> yeah valid 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 but i do like the way that they've that they kind of resolve the the clark and and uh and jordan thing um where you know uh they they kind of they level out in the place where clark's like all right if this is like going to be good for you you can play but i'm going to be the assistant coach and i'm going to be there to like make <laughs> sure that i can intervene if anything goes wrong um which is is um it's an interest again like they keep doing these very interesting things where they they're they're flipping dynamics or or they take a, a well-worn um trope or well-worn story uh element in this case it's like the idea of like a helicopter parent who needs to like watch their child and make sure everything's <laughs> fine but like he has legitimate cause he's there to make right. sure so he's sort of helicopter parenting in a sense but it's like <laughs> it, but but out of defense for who Jordan might hurt you know, so he's there to like make sure no one gets hurt, why and and that Jordan can have his outlet at the same time, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, you know Lois gave him that advice like figure out what's at the root of all this anger and angst and pain and maybe that will help you you know sort of navigate the situation with him and so he's like all right if what it is if what you need is an outlet and if, if this is a good outlet for you you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be there to make sure no one gets hurt. And if that's, if we agree on those conditions, then you can do it. God, that moment right before commercial where Jordan <laughs> knocks down Sean, helps him up. He gets, they, they kind of make up and then he looks across the field. <laughs> There's Clark standing there with his arms. I was like, man, oh, man. <laughs> please, it, 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 you know, I can't help sometimes to think of Smallville and <laughs> John Schneider is Pa Kent, but that was a total like Pa Kent move right 100%, there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And don't you love that? Like, don't, I, I personally, yeah. I love to see that like Clark has become that kind of a father now. And we get to see I mean, Superman yeah. being the Jonathan Kent at this, you know, like that's so mm-hmm. freaking cool to me. And he, and he even the way that he negotiated this, with Jordan where he's like, all right, but I'm just, I'm going to be there. And if anything goes wrong, I'm going to intervene. That seems like a very sort of like, like tough love, like, like, but sort of like stern, but fair way of like, all right, I'm going to let you have this, but like you get one shot. And if you mess up once it's over Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be there to make sure that nothing goes wrong. That's I feel like a very Jonathan sort of compassionate, but, but leading with firmness, you know, there, there's a, Mm -hmm. there's a, some, you can definitely see where Jonathan Kent's parenting got passed on to Clark. Yeah, I, I mean, it's weird. I, I didn't expect it to go this way, but I'm glad it did because it's different than what we've seen before. But I mean, Jonathan had real good reason to to worry about Clark playing football. And maybe it's the fact that Clark has powers and he can intervene in a split second. Yeah, that makes the difference because, you know, Jonathan. Yeah, Pa can't is, is sitting in the bleachers, can't do anything if all of a sudden exactly. Clark like he couldn't stop handicap Clark. somebody. <laughs> he can't stop Clark if he wants to, right? Like right. he can't physically stop him. Um, but in this case, Clark can stop Jordan if he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good observation. That's true. That's true. So I, I love the way that, that they that they leave that and I love the way that Clark like 
signs up to be assistant coach and he's he's such a dork he's being such a good he <laughs> hats off to tyler this whole episode for being playing the dork so well with like pretending he can't carry stuff and like even even like just a little like the way he messes around with with jordan at, at the end of he's like okay dad now pretend you can't pick this up without my help and he's like yeah, yeah. Oh, am i doing am i overdoing it am i doing too much all right cool, cool. <laughs> back. yeah yeah oh. when when he comes out and says hey Coach gave me a jacket and I bought a hat. <laughs> like what a dork, what a loser. But like so oh so it's so lovable and so delightful. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Any any other uh any other thoughts on this A plot? Oh, a few a few of them, honestly. Uh we can't uh talk about uh Clark making that decision uh without giving some props to uh young Jonathan Kent mm. uh and uh how he at first is like hey you know football is my thing what are you doing you know you're just you know um you know trying what are you trying to prove or whatever you know and then he sees that yeah sure Jordan is like angry he's in his video games and stuff but he looks over and he sees that yeah, but he's got a playbook sitting there. So he's taken this seriously. And there is a text message lighting up from, you know, another a student saying, hey, let's go over plays. So it, it's something that he's doing other than just sitting in his room uh, by himself, miserable and playing video games. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. So Jonathan like goes down to Clark and <laughs> I love that he, <laughs> number one, Jordan calls Jarrell uh Grand Pabby and Elsa's Ice Castle. Yes. <laughs> and then Jonathan like raised the stakes by calling him Jorel DeBarge, which <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I, I gotta laugh. Um but he tells Clark that this isn't just him lashing out. This is this he's been happy. Um, so maybe you should kind of pay attention to that, that part of it. Um, and then he says this, the, the thing of like, what's the point of having something special if you're not actually allowed to be special? I wasn't sure if I kind of bought that line though. Like I was kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, but there's a reason why we're covering up to be safe, to protect, protect the family. Like Clark even says earlier in this episode, like people find out everything changes. Yeah. You know, there's not going to be any normal life anymore for them. Right. Right. So. <laughs> it, like, right. Everything changes for the whole family. If, if, if. And, and it was a really good conversation too, of like, we're not afraid you're going to post it online. We're afraid that like little, little things you do without thinking about them could give it away. And if enough things add up, that can give it away. Someone can build a case and figure it out. Right. Um, right. It's like a, a million little things can add up. Um, oh, it's, it's, I, it's a tricky situation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess I guess I kind of hand it to Clark for being able to like let go a little bit, let it go, Elsa, uh, and uh, um, allow Jordan to play. But sure. I mean, I was actually kind of thinking about uh, something from my own life. You know, I'm a dad and uh, I have a daughter uh, who's nine and she it was a nice day the other day and uh, neighbor kid was out playing basketball and they have the court. They, they set up the hoops so it's on the side of the road. So this kid is constantly like in the middle of the road shooting hoops and, you know, nothing's bad has happened. Sure. But then my, my daughter is like, can I go out and play with him? I'm like, 
I'm sorry. I'm just not comfortable with that. You're in yeah, the road. That's fair. <laughs> like, like, uh, and so, you know, at one point it's like, are you being too much of a helicopter parent? Or do you realize that if something bad happened, like life would change forever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and is it worth it? Is it worth so, it? Is it worth it? Could you forgive yourself? Like, is, is, is it worth the risk? Right. Yeah. So, and these are just the things that every day as a parent, you have to go through and weigh. And I can't imagine if there was secrets and superpowers involved as well, you know? It's a um, whole other layer. But that's the fun <laughs> thing about the show. It's the interesting thing about the show. The show, it's a different angle. And and mm-hmm. we've already seen like, well, what if what if parenting decisions, but with superpowers? And now it's like, what if parenting decisions, but everyone has superpowers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is a little bit of trivia here. Um, I just naturally assumed that Clark Kent played football uh, when he was a high schooler, but we find out when he's talking to Jordan that he really loved playing baseball. He really wanted to play baseball mm-hmm. and he and Pa Kent actually wouldn't let him play. And so it's just over 20 years later, he's still thinking about playing baseball, how he could have played baseball. And uh, I mean, I got to say, you know, when he, when Jordan figures out it's about a girl and Clark's like, it's always about a girl. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just classic. Um, but I'm not sure if everybody knows this. There's, um, there's a connection to baseball uh, with Tyler Hecklin. Um, Tyler played baseball since he was seven, uh, all the way into his college years. In college, he even prioritized baseball over acting. I don't know if anybody remembers, but Tyler got an early start in acting, uh, playing opposite Tom Hanks and road to perdition. Um, right. So, yeah. So acting was always in his life, but he'd always prioritize baseball over it. And he, it, according to Wikipedia, he, he turned down an audition for Francis Ford Coppola once uh, he had the opportunity of playing uh, one of the big roles in the twilight series. Uh, and he kind of turned that down because he really loved playing baseball in college. Uh, in, in fact, when he was recurring on the show, seventh heaven, uh, they ended up filming around his baseball schedule, which is crazy. Wow! But I guess in junior year of college, he pulled a hamstring. And uh, so we decided to uh, start pursuing acting. And then all of a sudden he's on Teen Wolf. And and then even uh, he did a movie called uh, Everybody Wants Some. It's a Richard Licklater film and it's all about baseball. So uh, baseball is a big thing to Tyler. And I'm sure that they the writers uh, knew that and kind of said, you know, Clark doesn't have to be a, a ex-football high school right Uh, he could have been and and of course the whole thing where clark wasn't able to do this and now jordan does it that kind of plays into it too so yeah i kind of there's something that feels kind of fitting about that with it being america's pastime and all you know there's something very Mm -hmm. fitting that like that's the sport that america that superman wanted to play but 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 his dad wouldn't let him there's something really fitting about that football too football obviously because that is like yeah you know like sort of the the modern day American sort of sport of choice, but but for the longest time it was baseball, and there's something that just feels mm-hmm. right about that for for Superman to be the one who was like ah that's my favorite, and of course images of uh, uh, Clark Kent uh, sending that baseball into the sky and uh, was that Superman four yeah there you go, <laughs> um, th- but it does make me think like really Jonathan like. Baseball, like I can understand full contact American football. Right. Maybe you don't want your supercharged kid playing that. But I mean, you hit the bat, hit the ball with the bat, you run, you know, normal speed. That's 
what danger is that? You know, I wonder if, you know, the argument could be made that like, he's not going to hurt anybody as easily as he would in football. But like, what about the, like the temptation to, to hit the ball <laughs> a little farther, you know, and, right. and give yourself a big head because you're always hitting the, the 500 footers or whatever. Uh, there's something yeah. that I could see a, a, a classic Jonathan Kent being like, you know, a man's word is his bond, and like if you can't if you can't be honest about how far you're hitting the ball, then what can you be honest? You know, I, I could kind of see that, uh, that that kind of a an argument yeah. being made by a certain a certain brand of Jonathan Kent. <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's just me. A certain certain pot Kent. I I love. Um, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about Lois's plot in this episode? Yeah, let's do it. I love that she's at the Smallville Gazette, and she's she's like. The star reporter and and Christy, the editor, <laughs> the only the, reporter, the only reporter, <laughs> Christy is lucky to have her. And she's still doubting Lois Lane. Like she's got <laughs> she's like, I don't know about all this, Lois. <laughs> it's like, first of all, Lois should have your job. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I do like the idea that Christy isn't just this pushover. Yes. You know, she she's challenged. She's challenging her a little bit. You know, she ends up being wrong in the end. But. But at least, you know, she's not just a, a, I mean, she idolizes Lois from the sounds of it, but yet, you know, she's still professional enough to, to, you know, challenge any sort of wild, wild theories. (laughs) She's trying to keep her editor hat on and sort of stay level-headed about it, even though she's a big fan. Yeah. So, uh, and then this, this was actually the, where it start where the plot started for, uh, Lois's side of the story um, was the whole thing where uh, Christy is asking her if she'd like to interview the keynote speaker for the Smallville Harvest Festival. Uh, I, I was I was thinking about that, like when she took the job at Smallville, because that like, OK, Lois, you, I mean, sure, you can expose Edge, but, you know, the newspaper has other stories that needs to run. So should we expect Lois to start having to do kind of stuff that is not her brand as she says right right so <laughs> yeah yeah not her brand in this episode she doesn't but maybe we'll see something in the future where you know she's interviewing somebody who won the lotto or <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, right right or like or or like lois used to do in the in the early early days of the uh of like the radio show and stuff she was like answering the like the relationship advice column because like well you're a girl you can do this <laughs> Right, right. I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but Christy's last name is Beppo. Christy Beppo. <laughs> and uh, Beppo is uh, Beppo the Super Monkey, the mm-hmm. one of the Legion of Super Pets. <laughs> that's that's a fun that's a fun Easter egg. I I, I love that. It's uh, what uh, it's so funny because uh, in your last podcast, Shoe Krypton, one of the uh, catchphrases was. Uh, Sippos? Sippos? <laughs> Sippos? Uh, people don't might not know that one of the actors that played it was Sean Sean oh, the show is yeah <laughs> I know it's been it's been a minute um but it was uh, Sean Sippos who played Adam Strange so now yeah Adam Strange there we go so now uh we have uh Christy Beppo and I always want to say Beppo <laughs> <whenever she comes laughs> <up>. Beppo <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I did some research on Beppo the Super Monkey. I'm not going to get into it, but I thought it was hilarious that it says in 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 the biography of Beppo that he he was retconned out of existence by Crisis. <laughs> like they, I, I don't know what happened in Crisis, but they, <laughs> they took the time to take out the Super Monkey. <laughs> well, in the original, like in the original but, uh, Crisis, they were talking about. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that yeah. yeah, he just didn't exist anymore after. Like they just were no I'm more. I'm assuming there was like a panel or something. We saw the the monkey get wiped yeah, out. Yeah, like the, the <laughs> antimatter wave takes out the monkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sharon Powell comes to the Smallville Gazette, and uh, that's another great uh, little Easter egg. Uh, the 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 casting of Jill Teed as uh, Sharon Powell, Jill playing. Maggie Sawyer from Smallville. Yeah. Um, love it. So, yeah. I was hoping she'd have a little bit bigger of a role, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> hope so too, but <laughs> maybe she'll show up again. Uh, also, so she's looking for uh, her son uh, who's missing, and his name is Derek. <laughs> uh, Derek, and if you're appears- out there, if you can hear me. Blink twice, but this is audio, so it's not really going to help. But still, blink twice, because that's what they tell you to do. So, to do it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> Derek, uh, while on assignment, did send us a message uh, asking about this kind of this part of the plot. You know, Derek is missing. This, you know, Sharon's Derek is missing because uh, he got a job. It was an opportunity of a lifetime, quote unquote, and then left a voicemail. Was like, actually, it wasn't what I thought. I just wanted to say I love you, and then that's like the last time. Um, she heard from her son, but Derek ri- writes in, uh, <laughs> listener, Derek writes in, huh. uh, <laughs> edges strip mining. Uh, is he looking for kryptonite is, is the reason he abandoned new Carthage, Granville, the others is because he found no kryptonite in Smallville is next on the list. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking mining is, is definitely a sign. Like what else could somebody in a superman property be mining for yeah other than kryptonite right? yeah definitely it d- it did occur to me that like maybe the reason that he is so that edge is so intent on like buying up so much of smallville specifically and like by the bank getting controlling interest in the bank so that yeah he maybe he can get controlling interest of like Martha, Martha remortgaged the the house, right? Like, mm-hmm. what if he could take the farm from her because he knows that the ship is probably there? Like, what? If, how much mm-hmm. does he know, and how much of what he knows is driving what he's doing? Like, is he looking for? Is he looking for kryptonite? Is he looking for the ship? And he's trying to get like. Th- there's so many layers to it. I, I think. I, I think Derek is right that he's looking for kryptonite. I think you're you're right that like, what else would he be looking for in a Superman property? Um, mm. maybe he's aware that there's more than one kind of kryptonite. He's trying to see what he can find. Like he's looking for some blue or gold or red. This show was kind of unclear though, in at least the, the quick flashbacks to, uh, Clark arriving on earth, uh, like, you know, in Smallville, there was a meteor shower. So obviously we know that there's kryptonite all over the place. Uh, gave us lots of freaks of the week. <laughs> sure. So, was there a meteor? Sh- like, was there a reason why kryptonite yeah. is, is seen here? Uh, yeah. I, you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, there's no indication of any meteor right. shower. So so you're right that to say that, like, why would there be kryptonite? But but I guess that's why they're mining for it and not looking for it, like, on the surface, right? Maybe they're looking for it. 
because it's like an element that's that's naturally occurring or, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, I was actually uh, rewatching uh, Heritage, I believe, yeah. and you saw Captain Luther's display and he's looking for kryptonite. And it and it looks to me like he had the element uh, for krypton. <laughs> in in the lower that left hand sort of, corner yeah i kind of wonder if <laughs> maybe they're doing a little bit of a different take on it i don't know like or maybe it's, yeah. it's yes it's it's pieces of krypton but maybe also the element krypton here on earth uh has some yeah progress. i don't know i maybe i'm maybe i'm <laughs> who knows putting too much uh stock in that but but yeah i mean if they're if they're mining for it maybe there's they, they he has reason to think morgan edge is not going to spend as much money as he is if he doesn't think he's going to find something mm-hmm and Derek definitely raises up uh, an alert here that maybe we should be looking for is that uh, uh, Edge's interest in cr- perhaps kryptonite is probably uh, something. So, there's somebody else on this show is constantly looking for kryptonite, and that would be uh, Captain Luther. So maybe they, maybe they could strike an alliance. Maybe they, maybe they're already aligned, and we don't know yet. That would be that would be very interesting and very cool. Very cool to see. Hmm. Oh, uh, another fun fact, uh, the guy who plays Derek in the <laughs> missing poster, his, his name is Clayton James. And I just wanted to mention he co-starred in a TV movie called As Gooda As It Gets. Cool. So you'll so, be watching that and reviewing that next week on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Bonus episode. It's going to be, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty cheesy. Mm. Pretty cheesy. Oh. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Well done. Bravo. 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 Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Let's get back on track. Edge Intercorp also. Intercorp Intergang? Yeah. That's a reference. Okay. Okay. I'm not as, I'm not as up on all the comic book uh, mythology. So I wasn't sure if Intercorp that, that feels like related to it. That feels like a reference to me. It, It feels like we're just, we're just one like little click away from that. So, uh, one degree away. So I, I feel like that's that's as close as it's going to get, uh, as, as good as it's going to get with uh, with that reference. Yeah, I mean, they're I can string imagine. Us you along. Know. They're stringing <laughs> us along. The string string cheesing mm-hmm. us along. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they just re- they re- gotta get it get it get it together. But enough wanna, about the Swiss. They want to keep making that cheddar. <laughs> You can't keep doing this to me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately thinking cheese. I'm just going to mention go. <laughs> uh, now I'm feeling blue. Uh, so uh, the. Uh, oh, I was going to make a joke about. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's the other joke I was going to make. Inter, Edge Intercorp takes over Smallville. Kyle ends up working for them and ends up like getting into a fight uh, after like during some sort of mining thing or whatever. And right then and there is where Kyle's going to look up and be like, Intercorp, more like an inner gang. Hey. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I do wonder. So, I do think there's probably going to be some kind of an inner gang reference at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another uh, reference. Did you notice on Christie's uh, door, it said W Dodge editor? I, know, I noticed that. And I was trying to figure out what that was a reference to. Yeah, I don't know. No it idea. didn't. It's it it was very it was so um prominent mm. that I thought it must be something, but I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out who, who W Dodge would have been. I, I don't think it's a comic character. I wonder if it's more of one of those things where like 
you know, meet me on the cuff, uh, meet me on the corner of uh, Russell and Glosson. Like, it was one of those sort of things where it's like <laughs> something for the for a friend of the writers or something, you know? Right, right. Uh, so yeah, Lois's uh, uh, station wagon gets set on fire. Boom, and it's set on fire. Like at first, I thought, oh, somebody put like a like threw a, like a Molotov cocktail in there, like like Clark says later. Yeah, not your first Mol- Molotov cocktail. But uh, as we see at the end of the episode, no, this was probably a, a ocular discharge. <laughs> uh, God, I said it again. You I said gross. it. Gross. <laughs> On a family show, too. Um, oh, yeah. Then, which, of course, leads uh, uh, Lois to talking to Kyle and being like, no, I'm not saying it was Morgan Edge, but it's definitely Morgan Edge. <laughs> Morgan Ky- Edge came right out and set the, my car on fire. And Kyle's all like, now, now, you have no proof. And she's like, I was literally just investigating him. Like, I had someone <laughs> just spoke to to a, a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's like, yeah, but you can't prove it. Even Christy's like, unconfirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lois has got a Lois which means that she takes off to new Carthage in the middle of the night <laughs> to a shady looking hotel, sees a door that is kicked in and walks right in. <laughs> I mean, she's cautious, but still it's like, Hey, call, call I'm Clark. just saying maybe I'm at just... that point, maybe you just put the signal radio like in your hand, you know, mm. and it's like, have your, your finger hovering over the, the, the button just in case you're going to need it. <laughs> right. I don't know. What was she thinking? She's like, ah, oh, well, he's probably doing the laundry right now. So yeah. oh, I don't want to so interrupt busy. that. Then he, you know, last time I interrupted him during laundry, but the whites with the darks, oh, just it it's got to stay on thing. point. The cape, you know, the red from the cape just, just completely made everything red. <laughs> oh, it's just all my whites turned pink. It was, it was, it's a disaster. That was my, that was my other thing I was thinking about. Uh, you know, Clark is very concentrated on being a good dad. But when he's sitting there talking with Lois about her story, and he's been doing this last couple episodes, I start thinking, well, Clark was a reporter too. Is he ever going to like join yeah. up with the Gazette even? He, just was, to... he was a reporter like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I'm, I, you know, is the show, is, is the show just going to make Lois the sole reporter? Maybe. Um, you know, just so she can have her own plots. And, not, and, and, uh, and that way his job is a little bit more clear cut as like, the same way that like she's a mom and she's a reporter. It's like, he's a dad and he's Superman. And like, th- those are their jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so on the TV, uh, it was playing a show called the witty, the witty banter show. Yes. Okay. I saw, I, I saw this IMDb trivia, which didn't make any sense. Cause it, it, it looks like it's grammatically incorrect. It says witty banter is a victim's character who has appeared in numerous DC comic titles. And I, I, I Googled, I searched, I even went on Twitter and there was a couple of people who were like, did you, did you catch the witty banter joke? <laughs> and I, I'm assuming it's comics related. I, I was praying that you knew more about this. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. I, I am not, I'm not familiar with uh witty banter as a character. I mean, I just took it as like a, huh, like, okay, witty banter, like, <laughs> like what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely more witty. Um, <laughs> well, you're more cheesy. <laughs> uh, 
if somebody knows about this witty banter, I'm dying to know about it. Please write in and tell us even, even like if there's a comic to look up or anything like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd love to know if it's a reference to but what, what it's a reference to. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Lois uh, shows that the, uh, the pen is mightier uh, than the sword. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and we have this uh, photographer that uh, we saw earlier taking pictures we assume at this point he's the person that firebombed the car. Right. And uh and now he is here to dispose of uh uh Sharon Powell. But um little does he know she has a, a nice signal to uh Superman and uh holy cow do we see a nice Superman fight, huh? That's <laughs> got to be the coolest Superman entrance that I've seen in years where he just like the second she hit the button on the ELT, he, he just bursts through the wall, sonic boom. He comes charging through the wall, like, like knocks her out of the way to safety and goes straight for the guy um, <laughs> in a, in a way that, that can only be described in the, in the, uh, the way that the way that John Mulaney, um, uh, imitated Harrison Ford saying, that's my wife. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> right. You know, um, like just, you're not going to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wow. Like just, that was one of the coolest Superman entrances I've seen in years. <laughs> and I loved it. Loved it. It was so great. I I'm still, Wondering how the ELT works. What does ELT stand for? Show you have not told us this yet. Electrons, lettuce, and tomato. Uh, they kind of got you lazy know that's my through. No cheese on that. <laughs> well, look, not for everybody. Uh, Some people are dairy free. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you know, I'd love to hear how this thing works and to see Clark react to it. Like it was a split second. He is suddenly out the door just as Superman. And I mean, this is what he does, but I just wanted to see it from the other side. Just all of a sudden he's sitting there like flipping through the TV and just like beep, beep gone. <laughs> totally. Totally. Does he use a door? Does he use a window? <laughs> like, um, but whatever, those are minuscule, stupid things. And meanwhile, we're talking about an awesome fight. Yeah. So this guy uh, puts up a heck of a fight. Boy, does he. I was surprised how strong he was. No kidding. No kidding. The whole time I'm like, all right, if he's this strong, then it's either he's he's not human or he's magic. And I don't see any indication of magic. So he's yeah. not human or he's super like he's supercharged human somehow. Or he's like got kryptonite on him, which brings Superman down to his level. Right, right. Even though he's much taller. <laughs> That was a pretty funny uh, side view when we see uh, how tall this guy is compared to Superman. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, it, it's a pretty stark. It's a, it's a pretty stark difference. One of my favorite shots of this episode is this guy. Uh, he's beaten Superman down to the ground, and Superman just kind of collapses a little bit on the floor, and the guy just kind of turns around and is about to go after you know, Lois again and Lois just like yells Superman. And she's talking about, you know, the fact that uh, Sharon is got 
wire wrapped around. She needs to get to a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So we see over the shoulder of this guy, we get the close up of, the, of this guy and over his shoulder, we see out of focus and looking pretty irritated Superman rising up behind him. Like so cool. Oh, so <laughs> so cool. cool. And then we think we're going to see a big slug fest and really, really funny. I, I watched this episode with my wife and she, right before he did it, she yelled out, why doesn't he just use his super breath? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yeah. I've trained you well. There uh, you go. <laughs> um, and, but the, 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 the super breath freezing him shut and then uppercutting him while he's for, I was expecting him to burst into peer into pieces. <laughs> yep. And yep. Uh, just the whole, he like throws him up like a rag doll and just punches him <laughs> through a wall yeah. and, and out the, out into the parking lot. So Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Derek is wondering, um, this is another note he had for us. Uh, what, what, yeah. What's up with his powers? Uh, is, is Superman's, is it possible that Superman's DNA is being utilized in edges goons, including of course uh, the one we see later, like may, you know, that's the other thing like magic. He could be holding kryptonite or he could be uh some sort of genetic manipulation. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder about that. I do wonder if that's if there's something more to it than that. Um yeah. Something like using DNA or or cloning or what 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 could he be doing? Yeah. Now, I don't know. I I guess it's not really a spoiler because he's I think we're supposed to assume that he's dead at the end of this episode. So, I think so. In, in the he he's billed uh, this this character is billed as subject 11 and yep. they use a K instead of a C. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So subject, I don't know of a subject 11, but there is a subject 17 and oh. subject spelled with a K um, mm. that, that was a kind of like what they did with doomsday. Mm-hmm. on Smallville where it's like he came at the same time as Clark and landed and and went like the opposite path uh as Clark did um subject 17 was in like the 90s and and maybe up into the early 2000s until infinite crisis when they reset the continuity again mm-hmm. um but subject 17 was a similar thing where like he's an a- alien that fell to earth but landed in Soviet Kazakhstan instead of mm. instead of in the US um, mm-hmm. so that's why subject spelled very nice. K. Yeah. It, yes, exactly. My wife. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he was, he was experimented on by the Russian scientists and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 and was carried anger and hatred for the human race, uh, because of that and went on the war path. Uh, and so he was mm-hmm. sort of a Superman villain. I think he only appeared a couple times. Um, but, so subject 17 is a thing um, and definitely bears a resemblance to this subject 11. So I wonder if, if there is some, uh, so if they're pulling from that, from that source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so, well, we'll get to it anyway. <laughs> I, this guy, by the way, is played, I, you know, I just want to shout it out and people are very screaming. He's played by Daniel Cudmore who played Colossus in the X-Men movies. Uh, and Bringing it back uh, to Russia. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, he was also on uh, several of the DC shows. He played Jackhammer on Arrow. He played Gridlock on The Flash and he played Minotaur on Legends. This so. guy is a Vancouver legend, <laughs> apparently. He's just all over yes. the place. Yeah. All the Vancouver filming projects. Um, so uh, what else happens here? Uh, we see that uh, at the Gazette, uh, Christie has a bulletin board. It's got clippings and photos of this Morgan Edge story. It's trying to make sense of it all. Would you say it's a wall or is it like a board? I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> it is though. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the Charlie Day meme. Mm, yeah, yeah. We definitely need some more uh, red yarn. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like Lois and Christy are now on the same page. And you know, besides publishing recipes and crossword puzzles, you know, they'll they'll look into Morgan Edge as this terrible uh, 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 crime syndicate <laughs> that he seems to be in charge of. Uh, so anyway, yeah, what was surprising to me about Subject 11 is the fact that he gets disposed of at the end of this episode. Like, he's dead, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, he's it either dead or a, or a puddle. <laughs> or, yeah, or he's going to come back with a kryptonite heart or something because, like, or a kryptonite head. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't see how he walks away from that. But then again, if you don't see the body, they're not dead. And sometimes even if you do see the body, they're not dead. So he fails once and he's taken care of. Like, I was just like, wow, Morgan Edge, he, a little little bit of a. Maybe he's thought to be too compromised because they've seen his face or or because they, face. you know, they, they know too much about him or something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed to be really quick to the kill off yeah. uh, a, a super strong, like. I know. I mean, I, which makes me think, okay, so. Maybe there's more. Is is there only eleven, or is, or is eleven right. <laughs> a low number? <laughs> right. Is, is it I'll ele- just send another subject out. <laughs> eleven so far. Yeah. So we didn't actually uh, give her a name. Um, didn't even realize that this was the character, but uh, Leslie Lar was Morgan Edge's assistant that kind of gave Lois a bit of sass on her way out the door, and I was thinking, oh. Who's yeah. this girl? Yeah. Yeah. The one who said, like, you'll never beat him or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lar. You know, the way they said her name uh, over the phone, over the radio, whatever it was, uh, you know, Lar, take him out. I almost thought yeah. that he said Lara, which is Superman's Lara, mother yeah. back on Krypton. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're not. No, that's not like Lara reincarnated or something. They wouldn't. That's... Oh, my. But mm. no, it's Lar. It's Leslie Lar. Is her name? Um, yeah, I wonder what that's about. Seeing that, right? That's that's what makes you. That's what makes you um, wonder if there's like some kind of DNA sequencing going on, or cloning, or what? Like, what what what's happening? Like, what what's happening? Where are these powers coming from? Because that those were. I mean, that was clearly a Kryptonian style ocular discharge, as far as we've seen <laughs> yeah. on the show. Um, right. that she uses to take out Subject 11. So it was red. It was red. <laughs> it was red. So uh, where'd she get that? Yeah, I, I honestly think that, you know, we're onto something here. Um, but 
I definitely, I, I want like a, I don't know. I, I definitely want a, 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 a flashback episode or I don't know it to be more explained. I guess I just, I mean, it's episode three, so <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll find out eventually, <laughs> but it what? makes me go, what the, what, what's going on here? What if, what if edge is like developing these powers as like a weapon for the military and Sam Lane is secretly on it, but not telling Clark. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, that sounds like a plot line of Superman and Lois that could definitely happen. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested. I, it also makes me think, you know, it, uh, this again, goes back to the, some, one of my initial like worries about this show, which is, you know, Superman has been on earth for years and years and years. So now I'm kind of like shaky on like, well, what exactly has happened? Were there other crypto, like did Zod show up at some point? So there's that a way to get Kryptonian DNA. Sure. Who knows about kryptonite? It, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's unclear. It's unclear how much of Supergirl is still canon after Crisis, but like, yeah, there was the whole thing with all the all the Kryptonians and all the Daxamites that were out there, right? So, like, there's plenty of superpowered people to steal DNA from, and 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 there's people know about kryptonite again. Mm-hmm. If Supergirl is to be trusted as a source, like people villains on that show know about kryptonite and use it against her. So it's, it's a pretty well-known thing um, in the world, but is that still canon? Hard to say. Mm. People think yeah. Lex Luthor's a good guy, you know, on this earth. So <laughs> all bets are off, but we haven't heard his name on this show yet. So exactly. even more confusing. <laughs> um, so uh, very disconcerting. Uh Leslie uh, opens her phone at the end and says, it's done. I'll call the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so more. <laughs> and why is she calling the team? I, I figured that was like, she's calling a team to like dispose of the car. Like they have like a, a cleanup team that comes in uh, and, yeah. and destroys evidence of crime scenes and stuff. Right. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, okay. Or they so- want to play baseball. You know, like, because their dad wouldn't <laughs> let them when they were kids. So, like, you know what? Now we're going to play. Damn it. It's, dad. Uh, so, uh, Leslie Lahr is played by Stacey Farber. Uh, and she was one of the main cast members for Degrassi, The Next Generation. Um, I think she played uh, Counselor Troy. Uh, she also uh, she also recurred on Saving Hope, which uh, are the lovely Erica Durant. That was her post Smallville. Yeah, that's right. Show. That's right. So after she was done with Degrassi, so after she was done with Jake from State Farm on his show, then she went to <laughs> Jake from State Farm is from Degrassi. <laughs> no, but Drake is on the State Farm commercials now. <laughs> oh, Drake from State Farm. Yeah, oh Drake, Drake from State Farm. Yes, I'm very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to IMDb trivia, by the way, Leslie, uh, sorry, not Leslie, Stacy, who plays Leslie, says her favorite film is old school. So mm. there you go. Mm. Does Stacy's mom have it going on? I, I, if if the song is to be believed, yes. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So our C plot, our, the one that, uh, um, you know, it, it is, it, 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 we have, we have to talk about the Cushings and uh, their drama. Um, what are you thinking about <laughs> the Cushings? The Cushings, um, yeah, catching up with the Cushings. Um, gotcha. I, I 
so they're 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 an interesting family um, mm-hmm. because Sarah clearly resents that she's in therapy and that her mom is like sort of putting her through these paces for uh, for you know L- Lana's doing this for her own for her own comfort, right? Like it's less about what's good for Sarah and more about like what makes Lana feel in control of the situation. Um, yeah. And uh, like Lana, Lana's cheering the, the uh, coaching the the cheering team, and and Sarah quits <laughs> on the spot. Um, I had to laugh when I saw that when when we go to cheerleading practice, and of course, of course, Lana Lang is in of charge. Of course, it's Lana Lang. Like five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. You know, it was really funny. Uh, she's she's counting it off. She's like one, two, three, four, and seven, eight, and then she just goes, "What's with the timing?" It's like you're, I was like you, you're the problem. Yeah, you can't count. Y- you haven't said six. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. It, that was, a, that was kind of a weird exchange, right? Where they're like fighting in front of the, the rest of the trillion squad. And then again at the diner when they like fight again in public and, and oh my Sarah's gosh. like, whatever you can say to me, you can say to the Kent boys who I met three weeks yeah. ago. And, <laughs> uh, uh, well, she's known them for a while. I she's... guess. But like they only became <laughs> friends when they moved, you know, when yeah. they came for the funeral and then moved. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, their their dynamic is, is interesting, but it is okay. They've got the the whole the whole fight at the um, at the diner where where Sophie really uh, Sophie where uh, Sarah really gives it to her, and she's like, "Dad sleeps on the couch. My younger sister Sophie's a bully at school. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go to bed without a pill. Like our family is a dumpster fire. You're trying to pretend it's perfect, but it's like nowhere near perfect. Um, <laughs> which like totally you know." They were both wrong in that conversation, but like maybe Lana was a little bit more wrong. But like to Lana's defense, like maybe Sarah didn't need to like spill the dirty laundry in front of the whole town because like, you know, in a town like Smallville, whatever you hear at the diner, like that spreads like wildfire. Like, do you hear what happened down at Victoria Mays today? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. She says out loud, I mean, it's not funny. She's she she but she yells out, she says, Because you think I'm gonna kill myself. And I'm just waiting to hear like a record scratch from like the jukebox in the diner. And uh yeah, um oh, there it is. <laughs> and I am sorry for anybody who just got into a car accident. Uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um yeah, so and we also learned this week that uh little Sophie's being a bully. Turns out j- just like her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more telling than that dinner scene. I oh, was so angry. I know, I know. I know. It's so it, it that really it was. It was a very telling it was a very telling scene and like the, so much so much of their family dynamic from what we were told in dialogue and what we saw at the dinner scene. Like you got a great picture of what the Cushing household is like and it's not fun. And, and Lana sitting at the head of the table, she's got a whole spread. She's, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that she made, I, I, I don't assume that. I mean, of course, you know, Kyle is good around the barbecue, but I'm assuming That's he true. doesn't like throw in at the, in the kitchen. Um, he doesn't seem like he's like super willing to help out or like, <laughs> no. it's not even helping. It's just like be a member of the household. Yeah. He's got a TV set up behind, you know, to, off to the right of, Lana. Lana is clearly sitting where she's not interested in watching a TV. He's sitting there with his beer watching a game. Right. You know? Right. And and of course, little mean Sophie is sitting there on her phone. <laughs> Poor Lana just wants to have a family moment. Right. Right. 
And when Sarah refuses to eat, eat with them, what does Kyle do? Lana like looks directly at Kyle and Kyle just takes a roll. That goes back to looking at the like, TV. I don't need to be a parent in this house. It's fine. It's, it's your job. Yeah. I just watch football. Well, you know, from Kyle's point of view, you know, from what we've learned in that opening scene with them in the truck, it, it's it, it's been a year, and Kyle thinks that it's all we're all good, and Lana's just being overbearing, and uh, and so he's probably thinks that you know this is this is your fault. You deal with it. Sure. Which is not a marriage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not an equal partnership at all. Um, yeah, but 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 ultimately, the conversation that Lana and Sarah do have when they are when they both open up to each other a little bit, when Lana yeah. lets down her, because Lana really is showing a lot of like need to control things. Even in the like, we're gonna have a perfectly set dinner table, and and we're all gonna sit down, and we're gonna have a family dinner together. And it's going to be great. And it's like she's trying to create this reality that that is just not that family. Right. Um, but she's trying to sort of force it into being. And who can blame her? Because like who 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 doesn't want like their life to be a little? Who doesn't have some vision of what they thought their life would be? And 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 you want to try to bring it closer to that if you can if you can right? Like we've all got things that we wish went differently and and whatnot. And and for Lana, it's almost yeah. more than others. And for Lana, a lot of things didn't go the way she thought they might. And so she's trying to sort of, okay, well, we have, we have the perfect family and we sit down every night, we have a nice dinner and we talk and we love each other and we laugh and blah. But like, even though what's blatantly obvious all around her is that like, you know, okay, the one, the one kid uh, is, is being a bully. Her other kid struggles with mental health issues and her husband is trying to watch football over a baseball <laughs> over her shoulder instead of having dinner. Um, so once she lets go of that control, um, the need for control and is, is kind of vulnerable with Sarah, Sarah opens up too. Sarah like suddenly is like, okay, if we're going to have this conversation in a way that you're actually trying, like you actually are being thoughtful about what, what is going to help me, then I will engage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have, you know, they acknowledge that there, that there's distance between them, but um, you know, Sarah's having a tough time and, and she opens up about, her struggles with feeling trapped by her family, feeling trapped by this town things yeah. that she told Jordan, the pilot, right? She's finally feeling that she can tell her mom. Um, and, um, and they, they end in a pretty good place where like Lana realizes where she's been wrong. Um, about yeah, trying to, she's, she's called the most full of crap lady in Smallville yeah. by her daughter. And she's like, you know what? I am full of crap. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's sad. And she says it's just how she was raised. Right. So Right. I feel like we all know that person who like wants to have the perfect little life and almost pretends like they do for mm-hmm. their own sort of like they need to keep up this image for themselves. Um, because if they don't have that, then then they feel like they don't have anything. I feel like at least she's putting forth some effort in, <laughs> in, this, yeah, in this family. I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah. But but Sarah, I think, brings out like this better is good side of her that's like, okay, like that's it's great that you want those things and it's great that you're trying to make this family into like make this family happier, a happier place to be. But like also acknowledge the reality that like maybe some of the things you're doing to, to feel, make yourself feel better. Don't actually make the situation better. They just make you feel you're just in denial about what's really happening. Pretending that I don't have the issues I have or pretending that like the issues that our family has don't exist. isn't, isn't, <laughs> isn't solving anything. Um, and and they both like sort of admit that they're faking their way through it and they're just trying to figure <laughs> stuff out. 
it, it's that it, you know it's that moment that we all have where we realize like oh my like everyone all adults are just faking their way through life all the time there's not we really are no one knows what they're doing <laughs> we're all just nope. pre- my parents have been pretending this whole time i'm 16 i don't i'm not prepared to hear this yeah. um you know it's like it's that moment but but in a much more uh warm fuzzy tv friendly way and I think we're going to go on a, a interesting, uh, uh, you know, uh, journey with uh, Sarah. I think Sarah, she's been on the cheer squad. She's been with Sean and her family life is miserable. And that led her to almost killing herself. And she sees that she was unhappy and she is unhappy. So she's going to have to start doing things that are going to make her happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one was, you know, leaving the cheer squad. Number two is dumping uh sean and, and now she is buying the talent <laughs> you mean victoria mace yeah, victoria uh, mace. Or, or wait wait the sequoia is that, is that yeah what the, right the movie right. theaters uh, yeah it looks like a great coffee place um but uh I, yeah i i think she's going to um in and she's now gonna go to jordan's game which you know so i'm i'm, I'm assuming a relationship is gonna crop up but sure. uh uh, hopefully she doesn't get too out of control. You know, we'll see. Yeah. It, it, it ended on a promising note. So it leaves mm-hmm. me hoping that they will continue that path and that this is the be- the beginning of a rebuilding of their relationship. Yeah. And I, you know, I definitely felt for Lana where she was just like, we were so close before, you know, uh, no. <laughs> it, it made me want them to get back to that place. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then they have a nice hug at the end. We we can't go any further at, at the Lana plot line though without talking a little bit about uh, Clark got to have a a, a scene with Lana and uh, it's so funny when uh, when he's coming into the diner and she's exiting and when he goes Lana like I'm immediately transported to other Superman properties I will say yeah but then yeah. she's like not now Clark. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it is. It is is very much like that. Hey, by the way, Derek pointed this out too, and I, uh, I, I noticed it myself during that scene when Clark uh, runs into Lana outside the bank and they walk down yeah. the street, Main Street. There was a shop. Um, there was a shop that said uh, Teague. Yeah. Uh, as Teague in, Hardware. Teague Hardware. I think it was. Yeah, as in as in Jason Teague, as in. <laughs> Uh, mm. a certain other smallville is uh, a certain other Superman show season four um mm. as in <laughs> Jensen Ackles so yeah, yeah no that was keep uh, your was... eye out for any stained glass Ex- uh, yeah. any Oof. changes in. Ooh. yeah but yeah that uh that that was a fun little Easter egg mm-hmm. I love Clark's line oh I left my keys it's smallville <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> it's fine whatever uh, uh I, I I think I've raced past a couple of things in our a plot i just wanted to mention a couple more things before we we seem to be wrapping up this go right for it. go for it uh number one super happy to see clark and beige carhart oh <laughs> that, sure yeah <laughs> that's a that's a jonathan kent uh jacket um uh oh yeah the coach what do we think about that coach you know, I, I was wondered, not very happy with him, but I, I kind of wondered if he was going to be like somebody who Clark knew when he was in high school. Maybe they were students together or something. Yeah. But, but no, just different, different guy altogether. Yeah. Apparently it's he has no issue with like two kids picking to like just beat up on each other. 
You just like yeah. who, who do you want to who do you want to pile drive into the ground? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like Dealer's is this, choice. Is this really a football thing? Like, okay, two kids stand across from each other to run full force into each other. Like two kids that, enter, one kid leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, but how he turns on Jonathan, uh young Jonathan, I should say. <laughs> Uh, really, really upset me. I'm like, what the heck kind of guy? I like, I thought he was like, oh, this is the quirky coach role. We see this in several teen, you know, dramas yeah, or whatever. Oh, no, he's hard. He yeah, he makes Jonathan run laps because he didn't tell him because he held out on him about Jordan. Like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, he called Jordan uh, your little brother Ronnie Lot. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I do have a fun fact uh, about Ronnie Lot. <laughs> uh, he. Uh, for those that don't know, he was a football player, played for the 49ers, great tackler, great interceptor. Uh, apparently, he lost the tip of his pinky finger when it was crushed during an interception. Uh, a doctor offered to graft it back on, but he would have had to sit out games for like two seasons. So he's just like, leave it off. <laughs> and uh, most importantly, of course, he is one of the best characters to play in Tech Mobile. Uh, uh, naturally. Ever, ever played that. Naturally. Uh, That's the a other wild thing, story, though, like he would rather, like, yeah, keep my finger. It's fine. Leave it off. I'd rather play football. Uh, the other interesting thing to me is if you notice the jersey numbers, uh, Jonathan has been playing with twelve, and then all of a sudden out comes Jordan with the number twenty-four. <laughs> so what? He's trying to say he's twice the football player that. Jonathan is, you know, I kind of noticed that too. And I was like, am I reading too much into that? But I'm glad you caught it as well, because (laughs) it it makes me feel less alone in this, in this overthinking world. Well, you know, if you're worried about obsessing too much about numbers, the guy who wrote this episode also co-wrote the famous lost episode called numbers. Oh, geez. (laughs) Draw all about the mysterious numbers, the famous numbers, the famous lost numbers. (laughs) But, uh, oh, yeah, the coach is played by uh, Danny Watley, who uh, is another huge Vancouver actor. He's in everything. He was in Watchmen. He played Huge Prisoner. <laughs> he was also uh, Sergeant Bingsley in Season 7 of Arrow. He was a deputy in the Smallville episode Rogue. And uh, he's been on the four longest-running shows in Vancouver, uh, Smallville, X-Files, Stargate, and Supernatural. So. Yeah, these are cool. some very prolific Vancouver actors uh, in, <laughs> in this in this whole show, but in this episode in particular, we got a bunch of them. That's why I just love Vancouver shows. I love, I, you know, I, I, you know, after visiting it once, I now I'm like spotting locations every time. You know, we're you know uh, not not as much here, but in, in other shows for sure. I mean, most of the stuff shot here is on their set that they built. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but like, and then and it goes for the actors as well. There's mm. their actors are just the same actors throughout all these different shows. But. They make the rounds. They make the yeah. rounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we close things out, why don't we uh, why don't we take this time to take some feedback? You can email us uh, anytime. You can head on over to supermantvtalk.com and hit the contact link and send us emails. This one comes from Sarah, who says, "Can't wait to hear your thoughts." On this last episode, I'm really loving the show and how they're treating Clark and Lois as individuals and as a unit. Mm-hmm. I agree, Sarah. Yeah, yeah we. I, I think that that's it's fantastic the way they've they've painted that marriage as a team and as a partnership, an equal partnership. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and and their individual pursuits. And I, I love that they've done that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah goes on to say, I'm really impressed by the writing, character work, and performances. Been a long time listener, dating back to the Smallville days. We put on old episodes of Shoe to help me get in a better mood, and I can already tell the Superman and Lois podcast will be another comfort podcast for me. Really appreciate everything you guys do. Well, thank you, Sarah. Um, wow, thank yeah, you. That's that's high praise. Thank you very much. We're both sitting on Derek's shoulders, so yeah. Uh, sorry, I mean, he's not here this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, but like I I listened to old Smallville Shoe episodes uh, for fun as well when I needed uh, needed something to laugh at or whatever, and so I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, um, we'll be talking about the trailer for next week's episode 104, Haywire. But if you don't mm-hmm. want to get spoiled on that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love you all. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Haywire, but you can find us at supermantvtalk.com, supermantvtalk at gmail.com, uh, at supermantvtalk on Twitter. And Robin, you're live tweeting Every Tuesday with the East every Coast Tuesday, show. yes. So uh, tweet along with Robin uh, every Tuesday for the for the rest of March, and then as the as the show comes back uh, in May and beyond after hiatus uh, at Superman TV Talk on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Starkville House of L, and don't forget to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or Amazon or wherever. Or you'd want to talk to your your, your voice assistant and tell them to, to play Superman <laughs> and Lois TV talk. Uh, we're in all those places. So go ahead and do those. Please rate and review us yeah. on Apple podcast. That means so much to us. Uh, and it helps folks find the show uh, and it makes our day. So thank you for everyone mm-hmm. who's done that. And huge props as always to our buddy Craig over at Krypton site, uh, K site TV. And, and specifically, you know, he's got a whole, whole segment uh, of the site, whole section of the site to, devoted to Superman and Lois and uh, and, a, and, a, and a Twitter Twitter handle to go with that, at Superman Lois TV. Craig does amazing work uh, in, in Superman fandom and, and has for decades now. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the, the... He's been running fan sites <laughs> since the uh, Lois and Clark days, since the late 90s. Right, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's also live tweeting uh, uh, on those uh tuesday nights as well uh as a matter of fact there's there's a couple times where we both kind of tweeted the same thing and i sent him the classic uh spider-man pointing at each other (laughs) (laughs) but uh thank Uh, you craig great minds (laughs) great minds all right stick around for spoilers and uh audio from next week's trailer but until next time we're we're always always around. around Lives are at stake. We need that. He's not the only one that can do this. You would never hurt anyone. It was an accident. You can't tell them not to come to me for help. I don't like his priorities changing. It's called being a father. Well, that was the audio for next week's trailer 104 Haywire. 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 Hey. (laughs) Why are you here? So, of course, this is obviously related to the fact that we're in Smallville, Kansas, and there's a lot of hay around. Mm. Uh, and there might be some wires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that should it. be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like honestly, farming 
is probably going to be a huge topic next week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and wires. Don't forget, you know, like, listen, yeah. hay, wire, you go to the barn to find the router, you find the wires mm. in the hay, you know, it all. Do they use hay as wires? Mm, probably. Hmm. I think they only do that in like the Avatar movies. I, I wouldn't know. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had time to watch all nine of them. I've watched them all in the future. Mm, nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, do you want to read the uh, the uh, description for us for this next episode? Truth. While sitting in the stands at the uh, that's sorry, the, it, the episode, the, the description starts with the word truth in capital letters. That's why um, while sitting in the stands at the high school football game, Lois and Chrissy spot fish out of water. Morgan Edge conversing with Mayor Dean and Kyle Cushing and the two see right through this insincere move to try to win over the town. Uh, fun fact, she also saw them talking to each other in the pilot. Um, mm. So uh, it might not be such a surprise. Um, Morgan likes football. Meanwhile, Clark agrees to help Lois out at a town hall meeting, but things get tense when he finds himself pulled in two different directions. Hmm. Lastly, Jonathan is having mixed emotions about Jordan's newfound status. Yeah. Well, these are all like these are descriptions of episodes we've already watched. Um, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It is with the, with the town hall meeting, with the, the people conversing, <laughs> with the twins. Being, Clark being pulled in two different directions. <laughs> Jonathan having mixed emotions about Jordan's powers. Yeah, yeah. We um, saw all this. Yeah, I feel like it's just it's a clip show. It's a clip show <laughs> of the season so far. <laughs> Episode four, the clip show. Subtitle, more of the same. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the extended cut on the CW. <laughs> I will say two things that we can key into. Uh the 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 name of the episode is called Haywire. Uh and uh, you know, that usually means something going crazy or whatever. Sure. And the fact that this is directed by James Bamford, who is a well-known uh Arrowverse action director. Uh people who watch Arrow uh know that James Bamford uh, is directing an episode. It usually means some stuff's about to go down. Yeah, so. it's a big. It's been it's an action packed episode, and and from what we saw in this trailer, like we see the twins seemingly stranded somewhere in like the mm. woods, and and one of them says to the other, like you know, Dad is not the only one who can get us out of this. Um, yeah, makes you wonder how they get into that situation. Uh, hmm. the, uh, should could they call Grandpa Grandpa Sam? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they call Grandpa <laughs> Sam or we, just Lois. I <laughs> we saw that clip again that, that we had seen in the, the trailer that aired after the uh, the the pilot uh, and the special that aired after the pilot, and they showed that sort of season whole full season trailer of like highlights from the season. And uh, we there's that shot where that scene where Lois is talking to Sam, and she's like, "It's called being a father." You know, she's clearly defending Clark, yeah. defending something Clark had done. Um, but the implication is like it's called being a father, like you know, something you wouldn't know about, Dad. Mm. Um, so yeah. she's she's gonna throw something back in his face. So um, yeah, it's an interesting interesting that that, that apparently this is where that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And a name like Haywire, you know, this is 
to be clear, I'm not suggesting this is why it's called haywire, but <laughs> um, but I do weirdly associate the word haywire with Superman because I think the first time I ever heard that word, ever heard that term, was in one of the Fleischer cartoons as a kid. Really? Where someone's like, oh, the whole thing's gone haywire. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. <laughs> See, 30s, I immediately was thinking... <laughs> I was immediately thinking like, oh, wasn't that the DJ that got like charged with electricity? Like, no, that's live wire. <laughs> yep. Live wire. So I was wrong about that. Uh, also, uh, you know, we missed, uh, it, like we said, Sam Lane's going to be in the next week's episode, but uh, Wally Parks uh, is also billed as being a, so Captain Luther Captain wasn't back. around in episode three, but he's back. Maybe he's the guy that uh, Jonathan and Jordan call. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Who are you going to call? I don't know. <laughs> Cap Luther. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you have any other insights about this episode or any, any other thoughts? Mm, no, no. But I, it, I do pick on it because they always release these episode description. It's just like, it sounds like a episode of all American or an episode right. of uh, Everwood or whatever. And uh, it always turns out to be a, uh, Something that I, I mean, I've watched the epi- this last episode three times already, and it didn't even have Captain Luther in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so interesting, interesting stuff. Well, we'll be here to cover all of it uh, next week. And uh, and if we're lucky, Derek will be back from his uh, his assignment. He'll be found. He won't be missing anymore. And his he'll have turned in his assignment and uh, all, all this money we're spending <laughs> for him to go doing investigative journalism uh, will finally have paid off. As long as he promises to cover the the harvest festival next time, uh, I hope so. Good. Yeah, because yeah. like you know, I mean, I was happy to listen. I'm I was happy to give him the money I was gonna spend on a house, but you know, I just, I, you know, it. These hot shot reporters, let me I tell you, know, I know. you got to constantly keep them calm and insatiated. <laughs> it's just it's too much. It's too much. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We're always around. Until we're not.